Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. I hope that you're having a great month of study. We're going to go once more to Psalm 19. There's just a couple of little things that I thought would be beneficial for us. So take a minute with me once again in this glory psalm that begins talking about the heavens declaring the glory of God. Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech and night to night shows knowledge. There's no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them has he set a tabernacle for the sun. We're talking about the heavens here and God is clearly telling us the Holy Spirit here that every man under the sun, that is every man of all nations can understand the tongue, the language, the dialect that's communicated to us about God's glory, about his existence, about his eternality. We can know those things just from the voice that we hear from the sky. We can know something of God's glory. I have a strong judgment that when we begin, when man in any nation on the planet begins by observing that there must be a divine creator because of the glory of the heavens as well as other parts of creation around us, that when we accept that and begin looking for him as we accept little bits of his splendor and light beginning from his creation that we if we are honest searchers will find him so the heavens is a great place for mankind in areas of the world in which the bible has not fully been exposed to people the heavens are a great place to begin to search for him and i believe that when people begin to grope for him as did cornelius for instance in the new testament i believe that god will make a way in his providence for people who want to find him and who are searching for him as a result of seeing his glory that god will make a way for those people to find him that's my judgment Um, I believe it's an informed judgment from several scriptures that are not the purview of our comments just now on Psalm 19. Verse 5 says, The sun is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and the sun rejoices as a strong man to run a race or to run his course. That's what I want to talk about just for a minute is the bridegroom and the son's comparison to a bridegroom in Psalm 19. I think about that. I think about the fact that in the Jewish tradition, and of course this psalm would would have been a Jewish psalm, a Jewish song. When I think about the marriage chamber the the Hebrews had a, a tradition of course and if you are familiar with watching Fiddler on the Roof or something like that, you've seen that canopy. I had a canopy that uh, was a marriage 
chamber. This canopy was carried over the bridegroom, sometimes over the wedded pair, but sometimes the bridegroom would emerge from under this canopy in joy and solemnity, and that would sort of be a climactic part of a Hebrew marriage assembly. I think it's interesting to think about that. When we read verse 5, the sun is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber. When the sun comes up in the morning, we say the sun comes up, but really we know that, oh, there is a precise revolution of the earth in relation to the sun and revolving that makes it appear that the sun is rising every single day over the earth. And as that occurs, the scripture says the sun is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber. And I believe that refers to the nuptial night, the night of the marriage and God, and the bridegroom is thus emerging from a place of waiting, a place of hiding, to a moment of great joy and solemnity. And I think that that's what it's referring to. And then when it says, he rejoices like a strong man to run his course. I'm not sure that that's talking about a different man. I kind of think that may be talking about the same bridegroom who has emerged and the son is rejoicing. The son is happy like this newly married man to begin his journey, to start his course. Chamber is a Hebrew word that means a marriage chamber or a bed, referred to in Joel 2 verse 16. Rejoices there. He rejoices as a strong man to run a a race is literally leaping for joy. So this bridegroom is happy. The sun is the sun brings joy. The sun brings happiness as it comes out of that canopy or the hidden place as as we look at the sun every day when it rises. And then the race there is probably better his race and meaning his daily course or his journey. I've read several commentators on this, but I do I, I do not want it to be lost on us that Jesus several times is referred to as the bridegroom as well. In Matthew chapter 25, we read about the ten virgins who were getting ready for the bridegroom and they five of them didn't have enough oil so obviously the bridegroom is representing the returning Christ Revelation 21 2 talks about the church as a bride adorned for her husband and in Ephesians 5 there is a clear allegory there it says I'm talking about Christ in the church and it's comparing Christ to the bridegroom that loves his wife the church enough to even die for her so christ is the bridegroom the church is the bride and i think it would be a stretch to say that psalm 19 is talking about christ and his church but i don't think that it's a stretch to compare the words of psalm 19 the beauty 
of the bridegroom coming out for the bride. I don't think it is a mistake to compare that beauty, which is obviously an Old Testament concept as well as a New Con Testament concept. I don't think it'd be a mistake to compare that bridegroom, the sun, coming up to the great majesty, splendor with which our Jesus will once again appear to take us, his bride, home. I just want to challenge us. I don't want to go into anything real deep here, but I just want to challenge us when we see the sun rising in the morning to take the time to think about the bridegroom, to take the time to think about that there will be a day when our bridegroom, Jesus Christ, will, as it were, come out from the canopy. He will come to receive us as his bride, and we should be adorned as a bride for her bridegroom. We should be without spot, without blemish. We should be ready for that great appearing of the bridegroom. It's a glorious appearing. It's described as a glorious appearing. Just as the sun comes up and displays the glory of God, according to Psalm 19. I read something really beautiful from Matthew Henry about the heavens declaring the glory of God. He says it this way, The heavens so declare the glory of God and proclaim His wisdom, His power, and His goodness, that all ungodly men are left without excuse. When you see the sun, think about the fact that we have no excuse. They speak themselves to be works of God's hands, for they must have a Creator who is eternal, infinitely wise, powerful, and good. The counter-changing of day and night is a great proof of the power of God, and it calls us to observe that is as in the kingdom of nature, so in that of providence. He makes the light, and He creates the darkness. Isaiah 45, verse 7. And He sets the one against the other. Isn't that powerful that here in Psalm 19 he's talking about the sun being the glorious, the victorious, the joyful, the solemn bridegroom coming out of chamber and that all throughout scripture he sets light as the spiritual sun, as the spiritual origin of truth, as the spiritual center of righteousness, and he sets darkness against it as evil and sin and wickedness. It's a powerful allegory here. The sun in the firmament is an emblem, Matthew Henry says, of the sun of righteousness, the bridegroom of the church, and the light of the world, diffusing divine light and salvation by his gospel to the nations of the earth. He delights to bless his church, which he's espoused to himself, and his course. Remember, the man gets up to run his daily course or to begin the journey of married life, and his course will be unwearied as that of the sun till the whole earth is filled 
with his light and salvation. Let's pray for the time when he will enlighten, cheer, and make fruitful every nation on earth with the blessed salvation. Well, that's a wonderful thing to think about. And it is our job, of course, to do our best to take that gospel to all nations. They have no speech or language, so some read it and yet their voice is heard. All people may hear these preachers speak in their own tongues. This is, um, uh, he's talking about Acts 2, the wonderful works of God. So just as the psalmist here says, there is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. That's the heavens declaring the glory of God. And one day there was going to be in Jerusalem in Acts 2, a gospel message, a proclamation of light, a mystery revealed, and there were going to be people of all nations and all tongues there, and there would actually be no language in which the voice was not heard. He says then, let's give God the glory of all the comfort and benefit we have by the lights of heaven, still looking above and beyond them to the Son of Righteousness. That's what I want to want to challenge us to do today is when we see the sun and the moon, the lights of heaven, but especially the sun in this passage, let's look past the bridegroom escaping from the canopy, the comparison there, and let's look to the bridegroom beyond the sun of the heavens to the sun of righteousness, which will be the eternal light. And so we'll get to be in a land of, we sing, fadeless day, a land in which this physical sun will no longer be needed because the light is the Lamb of God. What a, what a remarkable allegory here we have that seems to just keep on going. But for us, when we see the sun, let's think of the Son of God. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of the month as you're studying His glory from the Psalms. If you find yourself in Huntsville, Alabama, we'd love for you to worship with us at West Huntsville Church of Christ at Providence, 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest. Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m., followed by Bible classes for all ages. We meet again at 5 p.m. for evening worship and at 7 on Wednesday night. Dig a Bit is a production of Digging Deep in God's Word, a Bible study for women. For more information, visit thecolleyhouse.org.